Long-time listeners of the show know that when I start talking about TXT, I find it hard to stop. So, to rein myself in and re-familiarize yourself with the ongoing music video cinematic universe narrative as succinctly but detailed at the same time as possible, summarizing all the multitudes of layers to the TXT universe. That handy recap I will keep pretty contained, reading to you from my essay I posted to Substack in January. Before you skip ahead a few minutes, because you're like, hope I don't need a recap of TXT's story, I encourage you to stick around, because frankly, I'm proud of this essay, and I do think it is a good lead-in to talk about this new album, which really does pick up the story thematically exactly where the last part left off, and where my essay thesis left off, so really natural evolution, so I do hope my take is helpful to wrap your head around the whole story, which is even more profound than you thought. Let's just go, here is me quoting myself and TXT's story in a nutshell. Then we'll talk about the new album. Although TXT have just started to overtly pay homage to Peter Pan in their music, Peter Pan parallels seem prevalent throughout their whole discography in hindsight. TXT's journey mirrors those of the children Peter whisks away to Neverland, a dream world where no one grows up. Neverland represents all the best traits of childhood, curiosity, excitement, and the comfort of knowing someone else is in charge. But TXT realize Neverland also represents the worst traits of childhood, and their dream life there turns into a nightmare. In TXT's debut era, they recreate a new dream world with every music video. From computer screens to pop-up books, they experiment with many different storytelling formats. The bright and colorful Crown music video is followed by the humorous cat and dog and a story told with a theatrical flair and a stop-motion feel, Nap of a Star. J.M. Barry, author of Peter Pan, described the mind of a child as messy, but not necessarily in a bad way. A child's mind is described like a bunch of scribbles, disorganized, super colorful, incoherent drawings. The map of an adult mind is very categorized, It's more like a filing cabinet system, as opposed to a floor cluttered with papers. TXT's early career music videos match this description. Vibrant, playful, and seemingly without rhyme or reason for specific aesthetic pivots. After the dream chapter, Star, comes the dream chapter, Magic, which further represents TXT's childlike mentality. Much like Peter Pan never grasps the level of danger he puts himself into, TXT act reckless and do not stop to think through their actions. In nine and three quarters, they enter their school late at night and swim in the school's pool while fully clothed. They find a trap door at the bottom of the pool and enter a dream world, their own personal Neverland. In an ultimate be careful what you wish for moment, the doorway back to the real world catches fire, leaving the boys stuck in Neverland. As they stare at the past life that is going up in flames, there are subtle foreshadowing of the scary realizations to come. Further reminders that the boys are stuck in Neverland include the fact that Subin's phone battery dies at 554 and 553 marks the peak of TXT's blue hour, that blissful period when time stands still for a moment between day and night. Just stay forever in this place where we ran away, they sing in Can't We Just Leave the Monster Alive? The irony of TXT becoming permanently trapped in the dream world and looking so disappointed by it matches the irony in the song. The song's lyrics indicate excitement about this forever place, but the song's title implies they know deep down this place is home to a hidden monstrosity. Peter Pan is a tragedy disguised as a fantasy. Peter Pan's eternal boyhood could be seen as enviable. 
He can spend his days playing in Neverland, shirking responsibilities, and never worrying about the fears that come with an unknown future and a world that is constantly changing. However, it is also profoundly sad to think of Peter never growing up. His playmates move on and mature into more empathetic, intelligent people who face many struggles but become even better people as a result of them. The permanence of Peter's escapism makes it no escape at all. He is trapped. TXT do not yet realize it fully, but they are trapped too. The fear and frustration that consume people in young adulthood takes center stage in Can't You See Me in its album, the dream chapter Eternity. The music video begins with a scrapbook of memories catching fire. My friends don't understand me anymore, TXT complain. Save me, they repeat, despite realizing their past is gone in a dream, abandoned island, that forgotten memory. TXT's continued childlike mentality leads to a not-so-smart choice. Instead of feeling capable of tackling obstacles head-on and embracing opportunities for growth, their all-consuming fear and lack of emotional readiness make them take a shortcut instead. They opt to ignore their current pain instead of working through it. They run from their problems, trying on a new identity in Puma, and then crossing over to the dark side as devilish creatures in the Eternally short film. During the latter, each member is seen for a split second with a new trademark. Most notable are Subin's elf ears, resembling those of Peter Pan's, and Yunjun's devil horns, especially when remembering he is the character most fixated on the past. The Eternally short film concludes with the following message on the screen. In the blink of an eye, the boys felt they had returned from a long journey. The widening space between us scribbles that unfold before our eyes, waded again through this dream. In fear, the boys asked, was it all nothing more than a dream? The boys did not know that this was but the start of the chaotic turmoil. A prominent aspect of the mind of a child is the inability to distinguish between pretend play and reality. This explains why Peter Pan never seems afraid of the dangerous situations he puts himself into. And it is also why he treats Neverland as the real world. The children who spend time in Neverland likely also fail to understand which memories come from their time in Neverland and which come from their time in the real world. Likewise, a sense of surreality is at the core of the Blue Hour music video. For example, a camera zooms out to reveal the Ferris wheel that looked physically present a minute ago is really just a painting on a large canvas. The carousel, in front of which TXT dance, does not appear illusory, but when the lights go out at the end, no one can be sure they have not just imagined it. The sight of it is gone as quickly as it appeared. A few of the singles released between Minisode 1 and the start of the Chaos chapters reiterate the members' thoughts on Neverland. Higher we can fly before the day comes when I eventually lose sight of it, they sing in force. A sign of real maturity is present on Everlasting Shine when they start to accept that growing up has its benefits. What if we go out on a journey to find ourselves? If we do that, I'm sure life will be good. But before it can be good, it is a culture shock for those who have been residing in Neverland to re-enter reality. In a teaser video for the cast chapter Freeze, TXT run for their lives as the building they are in starts to fall apart. It has been frozen in time, but abruptly starts to break down, ice and snow falling everywhere. The members duck and dodge rubble and snow from all angles, symbolizing how all-consuming their nerves are as they re-enter a world in motion. Having left the stable, predictable Neverland, they must get reaccustomed to the roller coaster that is real life. The one anchor that guides them through this turbulent time is a loved one. 
This album's main single, Zero Times One Equals Love Song, is about finding meaning in life's daily struggles by knowing that when all they have ever known is gone and they do not know where to turn, at least they have a loved one to lean on as the world crumbles. If Peter Pan were to be persuaded to move out of Neverland, it would obviously not be an easy transition. He would make many mistakes first before fitting in. Antiques tear in that fish-out-of-water state now. In Loser Equals Lover, the main single on the cast chapter, Fight or Escape, TXT drive a car off a cliff after a series of other errors in judgment. They even decide to jump and try to fly, despite knowing their, quote, wings are broken, unquote. To recap, TXT are captivated by the thought of living in Neverland. Give it a try, realize its downsides, return to the real world, and now feel compelled to return back to Neverland. Still having the mind of a child, at the first sign of things not working out, they decide to abandon their plan to reacclimate to the real world and return to Neverland after crashing the car. In the music video for Frost, TXT's relief at returning to Neverland proves to have been short-lived. That small island, enclosed in a veil, in my soul overwhelmed. I'm hollowed out once again, suspended in time, I'm dying. On the dream island, only chaos exists. This time, instead of reacting to trouble by running from it, TXT try to actually confront it. They do some introspection, trying to understand what if they had been that puma, why do they feel the need to pretend to be something they are not in the first place. They realize they feel paralyzed with indecision. Pick your answer A or B, jaded in this endless game. Falling into a dilemma, my head is already overloaded. They realize they are so overwhelmed by how many decisions humans are expected to make every day that they have given up on acting like humans at all, pretending to be pumas instead. Just as TXT start to learn to sit with their discomfort and uncertainty, they revert back to a childish choice. They quickly stop analyzing what they could do better and instead choose apathy. Rather than risk getting a decision wrong, TXT choose to not make a decision at all, and their love for Neverland's lack of questions is strengthened. They are duped into falling, once again, for the illusory promises of a life where ignorance is bliss. As Thursday's Child is Far to Go indicates, TXT cannot hide from the future anymore. There are no more chances for them to revert to childish avoidance and cowardice. They have to grow up, literally and metaphorically. This proves to be an excruciating process, which is why Good Boy Gone Bad is the epitome of angst. The apathetic front TXT put up clashes with anger and despair, leaving them in severe pain. Erase that boy inside of you, then fill it with the wreck I've become, they sing. The music video shows them kicking, screaming, recklessly driving a motorcycle until it crashes in the middle of the road, setting flowers on fire, and throwing roses into a grave. All the emotions they have suppressed while in stasis in Neverland explode out of them. In Neverland, it is a sin to grow up, even a tiny bit. A single sign of maturity is interpreted as the start of a slippery slope, provoking one's banishment from the kids-only island. This is why Wendy sobs upon realizing she cannot stop herself from getting older. She feels like she has personally failed and let Peter Pan down. Because the ability to understand and process complex feelings is a part of growing up, Neverland is a place where negative emotions do not get to be worked through, making TXT's outburst post-Neverland a logical outcome of their time there. The emotions they never learned how to handle have been unleashed. At this point, TXT are closer than ever to understanding the true tragedy of Peter Pan's story. No longer do adventures in Neverland bring to mind just games and laughter. They now look back on those times with sadness for what could have been had they chosen to stick out tough times in the real world instead. They dwell on memories that sadden them in opening sequence. 
the calendar that takes a step backwards, it drives me even more crazy. Countless memories fade and dissolve. Someone stop this opening sequence. They label Neverland as just a paradise for losers with no redemption and trust fund baby. And they come full circle with Lonely Boy, a doodle that loses its meaning. I was stupid. While this is likely a reference to drawing a tattoo instead of actually getting one, it is interesting how this line harkens back to their early eras when their aesthetics mimicked the mind of a child, the scribbles, as Peter Pan's author describes them. The messy scribbles that make up a child's mind are now seen as pointless, not cute. In short, the magic of Neverland is gone. Despite having seen the dark underbelly of Neverland, the alluring island draws TXT back to it once again. The Sugar Rush Ride music video features the members reveling in picturesque spots on the island, letting the world become a carefree, colorful blur around them, where nothing seems to matter and the passage of time is a non-issue. Their worries float away like the colorful butterflies that surround them. But TXT know enough by now to not fully fall for the mirage. Deep down, they recognize the deception within this utopia. Their moment of bliss is just a moment, a temporary sugar rush of tantalizing, sweet freedom. I met the devil by the window, traded my life, temptation touched my tongue, spread the wings of desire, he's whispering give up, don't you put up a fight, dream on, dream on, good night, they sing in Devil by the Window. Peter Pan is this devil by the window, convincing children to turn away from chances to learn and grow into adulthood. Peter displays the worst traits of an immature mind, self-centeredness, a need for instant gratification, and stubbornness about getting what he wants, which are permanent playmates. TXT keep falling for Peter Pan's pitch, quickly forgetting the downsides of never becoming patient, mature, and independent. Peter Pan pulls TXT back into the comforting arms of nostalgia at the cost of finding themselves. Peter's investment in making sure TXT stay childlike like him rather than develop into more three-dimensional people who see through Neverland's facade is alluded to in Devil by the Window. Waste, waste away, in the gutter with me. No, I can't tell what is fake. Peter wants TXT to keep believing that Neverland is as real as can be so that they avoid learning it has a metaphorically hollow core. The other new songs on the name chapter Temptation demonstrate the opposing forces pulling TXT between Neverland and the real world. They have the ignorance is bliss mentality that Peter Pan wants them to. In Happy Fools, it's happy every day, leave the worries to the me of tomorrow. But the emptiness of their lives, when frozen in time, come into focus in Tinnitus, Wanna Be a Rock. A noisy dawn, but a void at the end. Tinnitus filling my ears, it's deafening, as if I am locked inside. The album concludes with Farewell Neverland, which repeats this realization that Neverland has nothing to offer them after the sugar rush wears off. To the paradise of irresponsible dreams, I'll say my last goodbye, at full speed toward the ground, time to fall. The name chapter Temptation tells the story of one of TXT's Nights in Neverland. They start off feeling a natural high, the mood boost children get when their need for instant gratification is met. The first few songs in the Sugar Rush Ride video are about these easy-going days that are to Peter Pan's liking. But when the high wears off, so does the novelty. There is nothing beneath the surface in Neverland. It is actually a sad, broken place. It is a barren wasteland, with dreams and futures unfulfilled. Inhabitants who refuse to grow into new, better versions of themselves and discarded sources of long-term satisfaction. The second half of the album focuses on this discontent. In Farewell Neverland, they remind themselves that Neverland is a paradise full of lies. They now know the only way out of their struggles is through them. 
they will never see rainbows if they do not endure rain first. Quick comment right now. I did not expect to predict the rain focus of the new teasers, but that is perfect. My point back then was that they had to learn to face the rain before a rainbow. Now in new teaser content, there are rainbow neon lights and a focus on rain and umbrellas. Anyway, back to the story. After all, this false paradise bears a kiss from the sun that never sleeps, so no one can see the stars. TXT spend the dream chapters exploring Neverland and easily ignoring warning signs that their time there will not stay rosy forever. They spend the chaos chapters navigating a world they have not yet learned how to cope in, making many wrong decisions and struggling with many intense, new-to-them emotions. When coping becomes too difficult, they take the easy way out, regressing back to Neverland's state of mind and postponing their entrance into adulthood. Now, TXT are in the name chapter, during which the severe problems with this regression are coming into focus. TXT have not yet found a way to fully sever ties with Neverland and stop falling for Peter Pan's lies. They know now that life is full of trade-offs and any claims of a perfect world existing are not truthful. But that doesn't mean they won't keep falling for a comforting lie about life's simplicity. The chance to revert back to a child's view of the world as a clear-cut, easygoing, relatively straightforward, stable place remains enticing. Despite Peter trying to get TXT to delay it, the name chapter marks a step forward on their journey of self-discovery. They are developing full-fledged identities through lived experiences and now see that true freedom comes from saying farewell Neverland and hello to a daunting but rewarding world of possibilities. TXT know now that people cannot develop a perpetual sense of inner strength and an appreciation for sunnier times without weathering some storms. Peter Pan has prohibited them from experiencing those storms. So TXT learn long-lasting and substantial escapism comes from confronting adulthood head-on and leaving Peter's alleged miracle cures for their pain in the past. Will TXT ever fully free themselves from Neverland's clutches? Will they forever feel drawn towards Neverland in times of real-world crisis? Or will they recognize the strength within themselves to endure crises without running and hiding in Neverland? Will the thoughts become more in-depth and ordered over time, rather than the scribbles they've been in youth? Will this new order and level of detail in their thoughts encourage them to keep on growing and seeing the positives that come with age? These questions remain to be answered. But one thing is for sure, TXT will keep on evolving whether Peter Pan likes it or not. That is my analysis of the entire TXT universe. They've really evolved back and forth between Neverland and escaping its clutches, which perfectly brings me to the name chapter Freefall, which captures the members' journey now that they realized they're kind of out of second chances. They actually sing in the new song about wanting twice in a lifetime, a once-in-a-lifetime event to happen twice in a lifetime. They want more do-overs, but they've run out of lives. They tried back and forth engaging with Neverland, then saying in Farewell Neverland about no, it's truly time to fall back to Earth for good once and for all. This album is capturing the experience of doing so. Neverland really epitomized so much of the opposite of this name chapter, Freefall Era. The teasers in hindsight were just so spot on for showing that contrast. Because now they have this culture shock. They went from Neverland, where everything is a colorful blur around them in the video for Sugar Rush Ride, to now a key word for this era is clarity. They also went from literally flying to a key word now being gravity. 
and in a past video, they had that perspective of looking down into a hole and throwing flowers in it, burying it. Now they have a teaser image with the keyword gravity, and it's the perspective taken from standing down in the hole, looking upwards. Like literally, they have to start from the bottom again. They buried their old self and have to start all over, it feels like. Another contrast, Neverland was the epitome of excitement for them, and now a keyword is melancholy. So keywords this era, gravity, clarity, melancholy, reality, and of course freefall, the total juxtaposition of flying through Neverland, and just the sensation of flying, feeling so free as a bird. And it's really interesting to think of how the Magic Island, literally Magic Island, the theme park location in the Blue Hour video is juxtaposed with this era because in Blue Hour, they jumped down from that paradise looking so happy, like they were skydiving without parachutes, but they didn't need them. And on the ground at the end, when they landed in Blue Hour, they had a guidebook ready for them, that magical spell book. Now, they also fall front first, but it doesn't look like they're joyfully skydiving. They are just falling, and they fall into the sewer, and the book is there again in this new video, but it's muddy and wet and not usable. Among the themes I told you to keep in mind from the name chapter Temptation was the thought of them realizing the danger of absolute thinking, black and white thinking, like absolute power, absolute freedom, absolute childlike qualities, absolute adulthood, etc. They learn that there are pros and cons to everything, that their ideal utopia is not a possibility because every up comes with a downside. You can't have the rainbows without the rain, etc. So I think the incorporation of consistencies between eras is really key. Like they're trying to bring the familiar into this new unfamiliar. They are merging because it's very common to go back into comforting familiar habits. And they're learning how to coexist, how to not fully abandon the habits of Neverland. Hold on to that childhood innocence, that youthful feeling they're chasing, while also navigating the real world. That trade-off in learning, it is a balancing act, and they don't have to abandon one for the other fully. That's really, I think, symbolized quite well with this new video and the teaser content like the Lodestar keyword, which was in the row of signs on the Name Chapter Temptation teasers, and Lodestar was in the graffiti in these new teasers. That keyword about a guiding light is still there for them. Plus, a book technically is still there for them, it's just unreadable. Although it also was by Taehyun and Not Soaking Wet in a different teaser. And not sure why, but it also seems notable that the crushed soda cans are back. Because multiple eras have shown teasers with crushed soda cans by their feet. And those are back again this time, so just seems odd and worth flagging. Other super relevant details I saw in teasers for this era... Yeonjun outside of that store with the sign that says, In Dreams, Begin Responsibility, right below a security camera. Like, a reminder the world is watching you now. Rehearsal time's over. Do-over time is over. That's interesting. In Dreams, Begin Responsibility. Again, it's that balancing act, realizing, hey, reality isn't dream-less. We don't have to think like Peter Pan does in absolutes. We can be nuanced, three-dimensional people who recognize the ability to stay dreamers and take on adult responsibility. And one could help you handle the other. I would also remember the foggy mirror message by Subin that says freefall and has that red paint smeared smiley face graffiti. 
Again, the contrast of kind of a melting, imperfect smile that might be more sinister than cute, but it's still a smiley face. And the foggy mirrors are where their key messages were in a past video too. So them, again, bringing a consistency, a character trait, a go-to into this new reality is notable. Plus, one of the earliest teasers for this era said, sometimes magical moments can be found in the most unmagical places. And that's definitely the chasing that feeling whole premise. They're emitting bursts of light. They're literally using magic, light-related power, amid a typical city street. That teaser came with a picture of a bluish-purplish flower spreading up in a dark, rainy city next to the sidewalk. Now, in the past, remember, a go-to setting has been that flower field in their short films, the place where time is frozen shut, where Yeonjun was found unconscious, for example, where Subin met the ghostly character, the motherly figure, where flashbacks are triggered. That frozen-in-time, Neverland-type place, represented by those blue and purple flowers, now one sprouts up in the real world. Again, I see every Easter egg here really is going back to the same greater meaning of the members debating what elements they do want to keep, what good lessons Peter Pan taught them, versus what to discard. Other things to remember... The maze-like design in a teaser image with those pipes on the wall might come back in future videos, so that stays worth remembering. Hyunin Kai in a teaser video tilting the camera, like pushing it away at the end. He also had the big first moment in a name chapter teaser. He walked through the doorway first, and now he's closing the show. I would also know him by a wolf in some teasers because Webtoon spoiler alert, we'll talk about this more in the future, but that evil cat character has a wolf side to her that's even worse. And that cat from the Webtoon is overtly a part of the music video story too, so maybe the wolf is too a bad omen. So the literal signs, like Lodestar, the flowers and meadow, the wolf, the soda cans, the maze, keywords, and their symbols, the foggy mirror message, and Hyunin-kai's big role in the action. Some parts of a name chapter temptation preview film really stand out more in hindsight, like how they gained light-related powers that strengthened over time, and now they're using those powers throughout the new video. I think the most important things to remember from the name chapter Temptation, besides all the Neverland connections, are the themes of that quest for instant gratification, the need to be wary of absolutes, the identity crisis theme, and the connections to the story I talked about in the name chapter episode of the show with Faust and Mephistopheles. The devil story, long story short, boils down to knowing that you sell your soul to the devil in exchange for paradise and you don't get it. Like, there's no such thing as blessings without strings attached. Again, that reminder, it's a mirage, it's an illusion, a trick, if they promise 100% consequence-free magic. I think the future of TXT's story will go off of that and show they're learning the true source of the best, long-lasting magic, not just a quick sugar-high kind of magic, is the kind that actually has constraints and consequences. 
the need to live with your actions and their consequences, which we will get to more as we discuss developments in The Star Seekers. But first, a couple more updates about this album. For this narrative's sake, the most important details in the Chasing That Feeling video I do think are the uses of magic power and the fact they each have a key color to go with it, a different colored light source. I think those signature colors will keep on being associated with those characters. I honestly, when I first saw the track list, was disappointed because I was like, they're so good at tying up the story, like Name Chapter Temptation from Devil by the Window to Farewell Neverland, perfectly a nice contained concept album with that start and ending. So to see Do It Like That as their final song here was like, come on, that's not the right way to do this concept album. Please just tie it up more relevantly to the story. And sure enough, they came through for me as usual. They did because surprise, the last track is actually the unannounced English version of Chasing That Feeling, which is really symbolic. It is so perfect to start and end with the present tense title, Chasing That Feeling. They are still in the process always of getting back to that sugar high of childhood. And in the song they sing about life being so simple in the past, but refusing to let nostalgia stay fully just a sad thing to experience, but to recreate that feeling just in a new form. They sing about not letting that spark in them die. They also sing a reminder, the butterflies remind them of their fleeting short lives and they need to make the most of them. Now they're just telling us in their song why they've used butterfly symbols so frequently throughout the whole video universe. My biggest takeaways from listening to the album, one, it is so thematically rich and personalized to TXT's story. So very impressive continuation. Two, the ending is so perfect. Again, that present tense song title about their ongoing challenge. Three, throwbacks to past symbols that continuity is appreciated. The butterflies, references to meteorites and solar system analogies, flower symbolism, etc. Four, the high note flexing. They really showed off a higher register more often than probably ever on a release. They really showed how they can get up there pitch-wise. I was so impressed. Like, Chasing That Feeling 2 is relatively for them a pretty safe generic pop song relatively for them it's safe but their voices are really unique so it gives it more distinctness i also love their punk and more ballad-esque lower tempo back and forth a beautiful and pretty relatable as they sing about their true emotions story of big back and forth mood swings lots of punk rage and more tender moments too, but the pain, the passion, always feels so organic. Their voices really do help bring the storytelling to the next level. They sweep you in and get you to believe everything they're saying. They're so convincing. Lastly, I frankly love that they don't have features. Not very often, especially compared to some artists these days. There's the Jonas Brothers collab on here, but besides that, I love that this album is just them. Okay, people might argue with me about this, but as a fan of both artists, please hear me out from that perspective. I see some broad strokes format-wise, not story-wise, commonalities between TXT and Olivia Rodrigo appeal. I think one of the reasons I love both artists is that extreme openness, clarity of personal creative vision that goes back and forth between pop punk and ballad material, ballad-ready, slower material, but either way delivered with such emotional fervor. I also think their music has that 
that highlight in it of lacking features. I love that Olivia just sings. She doesn't have features on her albums as of recording time. I kind of love that. I'm totally fine with collaborating, but it's really cool when an artist just tells their story uninterrupted and makes it their story, keeps you immersed in their tale and theirs alone. So I think those reasons are why both artists, you could argue, have some similar draw. That it's very them alone, and it's very clear in what it wants, genre-wise, which is more than one thing. Other thoughts I had listening to this are, I love the interlude serving function of Deep Down, where it's very spaced out, voices taking their time, leading into Happily Ever After, which kind of takes the Deep Down instrumental and adds a million twists and turns to it. But the foundation is consistent in a way, so it's just a natural Deep Down to Happily Ever After transition. I think that's really natural and narratively, again, really smart. Makes this group above the rest storytelling-wise, because it's also great, too, that Happily Ever After is not the last song. Really sticks to the theme of this story doesn't end with you thinking you've achieved an ultimate high. There's no such thing. You will fall back to Earth. And although this is so TXT, I will admit during Dreamer, I totally pictured Jimin joining them. Like on a BTS album, a solo Jimin song would be Dreamer. They also really pay attention to detail when it comes to the end of their songs. Like the getting cut off at the end of Devil by the Window, they have a similar effect at the end of Dreamer with someone just calmly repeating, let me break it down for you. Like real talk time. After your dream, now you gotta go back to reality. In so many little details, they just really find ways to make sure their story is heard loud and clear. It's so impressive. Now let's transition, because there seems to be so much overlap between TXT's characters in their music videos and in the webtoons and in this new chapter specifically. I just want to recap their character traits to remember for the story's sake all in one. So I'm talking about each member and their webtoon self, which is a related character at the same time. So Bumgy, remember, plays Vikan in the webtoon, who has healing powers associated with plants and trees. His character is focused on Room 17, key in the webtoon and in a TXT short film. We'll talk about that in a future episode. His character's always been kind of a self-sabotaging one. Like, he gets close to something good happening and then, or something safe, safety coming his way, and he sidesteps it, sometimes for noble reasons, ignorant ones. And like his music video character, who just steps on that spell book at the end of Blue Hour, doesn't read the book. And when he gets flowers, but then he burns them in Good Boy Gone Bad. So he's self-destructive in a way. So now in the new video, it makes perfect sense that his character is the one who drives upside down. Just like not a care in the world for safety. And remember, his light color is green. His magical powers. Hyuninkai's color is yellow. Remember, like I said before, his character is the one first to walk through the doorway during the name chapter. Now he's also first to enter the new world, really, through the storm drain. He becomes a leader at times in the Star Seekers webtoon, playing this bird character who has wings, bird heritage, like he does in the videos too. Supin's key color, red light. And he in the webtoon plays an elf character. Elf ears like Peter Pan, and his weapon of choice is a bow and arrow. Not in this video, though. In the webtoon and the short films, though, he's the character with the magical die in his hand and the one most affected at the blue hour transition. That one frozen in time moment, then his phone battery dies, the second the blue hour ends. 
Some of this relates back to this new video. Some of this is more relevant in hindsight looking at the webtoon, which we will get to. So, Bumgyu, green light, drives upside down, reckless. Hyuninkai, yellow light, comes out of the sewer hole first, and has wings in the webtoon. Subin, red light, elf heritage, bow and arrow, very affected at blue hour. Taehyun is purple light. In the webtoon, his main go-to weapon, you could say, is consulting the spellbook, and he is wizard and owl heritage. His character also has flashbacks. Magical powers have been a more front-facing aspect of his character than others, and same in the videos like him levitating in Sugar Rush Ride, and now, in this new video, he's walking sideways on buildings. Then there's Yeonjun with blue light that emits out of his heels as he hitches a ride, holding on the back of a taxi. His music video self basically died in that cliff during the Puma era, so he's fully reborn to consistently put out magic, magic sparks. He's the character most affected by that magic cat he bonded with. We'll talk more about that again later. His character has the sword, the antlers in the webtoon, and also remember his character is the most kind of sensitive and throwing the most tantrums. And same in the videos, like how he's the getaway driver, the tantrum thrower, the I'm in my feelings, this sucks character in Good Boy Gone Bad, Loser Equals Lover, etc. So him kind of jostling his way through the crowd in the city streets in this video, just bumping into people and not caring. Classic angsty Yunjun for this character. So leading the mission, showing off powers, superpowers, being reckless or angsty, their characters are clearly very much similar to their webtoon ones. A really interesting extension of a story that's also about learning what true magic is and how true magic has to do with what you do for other people despite the consequences. As the webtoon describes it, your causality, the more magic you use, even to help others, the more causality you face yourself, discussed at length in the webtoon, quite relevant to this era for them. Much more I could say, but I'll leave it there for now, because surprise in part two of TXT Extravaganza for October, I will have a full Star Seekers recap since we last left off on episode 30. We have a ton to catch up on. That is actually super relevant to this new album, so I will explain why those parts of their story are becoming more intertwined in part two, but this is part one, my take on their incredible continuing story through this album. Thank you all so much for tuning in to hear my thoughts. Always feel free to share your own, and I will talk to you all again super soon. Bye, everybody!